0: Happy New Year, everybody.
1: Welcome to the IGN UK podcast, the first one of 2014. I'm Stu. I'm joined by Croups. Hello. And the other fellow. Luke, hello. The <laughs> <laughs> little oh, yeah. fella. You. The little fella. Off
2: the news box. Hey, Dickens.
1: How are you, little man, with your newsy videos? We're having a lovely time. Good. I'm pleased to hear it. Uh, so, yeah, that's been then, that their Christmas. Does it seem like a long time ago? Christmas.
0: Yeah, it's, but I'm already in the depressed bit of the year. Luke, you're never not in the depressed bit of the year. No, you're more no. than you depressed.
1: depressed? I, it's like, what have you got to be depressed? He's about? young, he's handsome, he lives in London, <laughs> like, and
0: he's permanently fucking depressed. It's the first day back. It's awful. January's awful. Is it really awful? January is awful, and the weather's meant to go to shit as well. So, really, what is there? What is there anymore? Wow, brilliant. That's what go. I like. That's what I like, is, is all that optimism
1: flooding out of you. Well, I figure only, th-
0: if I start this way, then the year can only really get better, right? Probably not. Um, uh, Labour might get. Well, uh, I don't know. Is, is that it... this year? I, no.
1: I, that's next year, isn't it? That's next year. How was Christmas then, for everybody?
0: It's fine.
2: I did. Booker all. Same, really. Really? This is probably not the most interesting section with <laughs> why, which to open this. What,
1: what do you mean? You didn't did did want to didn't, see you?
2: I, well, you went up to see your mum. I went to see my mum. Oh, that's nice. I just, I, is that really of interest? I saw my mum and I sat around and watched a lot of telly. I watched quite a lot of I telly. telly actually. Um, actually. I haven't watched telly in a while. Call with um, Walking Dead, which got very good mm-hmm. after a slow start. Really? Although somebody made a very good point. Who was cutting the grass? Yeah. Outside the fucking prison. Oh, uh, yeah. All the grass is very nicely manicured in Walking Dead. Who's cutting it all? Maybe there'll they'll be a reveal. Heard before zombies. Or is it actually they're filming in real world locations where the grass is well tended to? Yeah. Don't lie. Probably. Uh, things like that. Anyway. That's a rumour. I also started watching Sons of Anarchy, which, sure, I'm yeah. going to talk to you about this today. Start watching Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> if, if you're in need right. of a new Netflix c- series to watch, which I was over the Christmas... Break. I started watching it, and it's very good. Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, I started. I told me a couple of girls to watch the first episode. I watched like ten minutes, and I was just like, "Oh, no, I'll turn it off." But then I committed, and I watched about a season and a half in a day, <laughs> <laughs> and it's really good. It's kind of darkly comic, like Breaking ballads at times. It's kind of modern day Western. It's really good. I'd like to see what you thought of it. Well, I'll let you know. Indeed, anyone it. who listens to the show, yeah. they watch. Sons of Anarchy, and it's good, or it goes rubbish. Tell me when to stop watching. Mm. Yeah, and I'll do that. But so far, it's good. And the woman in it is Leela from Futurama. Oh, I well, well, like right her. Then, yeah. She's
0: also um, she a, Katie Katie okay, Yeah, Tucker's and mum in Tucker. She's quite, if anyone who's she's, what's Tucker. Tucker? Tucker was a Nickelodeon program back in the day. Right. That had him. Um, that guy, that Eli Eli Marienthal or something. What's that? He was he was the one Mental? who then played Stifler's little brother
1: in American Pie. Okay. Um, she was also in Married with Children. She played the mom she in Married did. she married, married Peggy, with children? Peg, Peg. Peggy, yeah. She's
2: quite sexy in Sons of Anarchy. Is she? Oh my God, a little bit milfy. How old is she, though?
1: She's more guilty now, I would have thought. I was going to say, well, she's got to be
2: quite... Oh, no. It's a spectrum, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's a spectrum of replacement hormones <laughs> and... What not? Oh, my God. don't know where I'm going.
1: Would you like a spade to dig yourself a bit
2: deeper? Like Kate Seagull.
1: Right. (laughs) What? Telly over Christmas then. I suppose we ought to mention that very quickly as a couple of big things were happening. There was the whole regeneration thing on Doctor Who. What happened?
2: It was... was, In terms of one hour of inaccessible television, that's probably the most inaccessible hour apart from... um, they're probably that, really, because I, I was, I was going to say Ready, Steady, Cook, but you know what? That's probably most accessible television ever,
0: because it's like Ready, Steady, and then you cook. The name is pretty, you know, kind of yeah. self-explanatory yeah. on that one. Yeah. I always
2: really wanted to go on to Ready, Steady, Cook, and just take really, really difficult items on. <laughs> just like, what we got? Oxo cubes. <laughs> oxo cubes. And just carrots. Cubes. But the thing is, Ready, Steady, Cook, is always a fucking cheat, cause they had everything in the pantry. Yeah. So, Anthony Warrell-Thompson, like, the little... Anthony Irritating... I don't like him. Foraging Hobbit. There he mm. is, would come on, and he'd just make something out of the items he had in the cupboard. So, yeah, what, he would he'd disregard like... what they had. Oh, oh, it's a pepper, I'll stuff it with whatever I was going to make with the rice. Yeah. That's... Anyway, I feel like I've um, derailed
0: this conversation. So but I that's a motto for life, as far as I'm concerned. What do. would you take on then? When life gives you pepper, stuff it with What rice. would I actually take on? What yeah. would I take on to be disagreeable?
2: What would you actually take on? Oh well it's just take on what I'd like, I guess. I'd probably do chicken thighs, because they're affordable cuts, so you've got to get it under a fiver, yeah. but you want a substantial meal. Is it what so. it is
1: under a fiver? I didn't know that. They
2: used to be, I then I think they are just uh, in, in the threw caution to the wind with, and disregarded the Well price with, limit. with inflation. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. What would you take on, Stu? Halibut. Why? You halibut. wouldn't get halibut for under a fiver. Just a very small piece. No, huh. but what would we take on? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I'd, t-
1: I'd like a Lego lamb, but you're not going to get that under a fibre either. Lego lamb. Lego lamb. <laughs> what is that? <happening? laughs>
2: anyway, so
1: talking about Lego, on... did you see what I sent? Did you see that picture I sent or oh, the video I sent round? Not a picture, a video. Video. Is is there a video editor? Is in that picture. Did you I see that picture. I you see that moving picture. The thing from Mario. The
0: Lego thing. Yeah. Lego Yoshi. That's it. Yeah. It's good, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Great. Anyway, send so that link so, to everyone who's listening, it, and then they can join we'll, in We'll embed in the story, Nobody maybe. Um, will be listening
1: now. Go back to Doctor First Who. First mention of uh, Ready, Steady Cook. Uh, Click. Oh,
0: fuck.
2: Let's go back to Doctor Who. It <sighs> spoiler was re- alert. Should we do a spoiler alert for this bit? Oh, if you have not watched it? FYI, I haven't watched it. so this Well, a big it's, not, it's probably me, not on iPlayer now. So either, he regenerated, <laughs> but it was really confusing, wasn't it? And I know a lot of Doctor Who fans, some liked it, but uh, a lot of them thought they cheated somewhat.
1: Well, let's start with regeneration because okay. the last couple of regenerations have been quite dramatic. Well, over the last c- oh. CGI heavy, and this one was just like, and I'm in the room.
2: <sighs> but also in in context, they over the last year or so, they've you've cre- used, used up a couple of the spur regenerations yeah. to make this one into the dramatic regeneration where there were no more regenerations left. So effectively, when Matt Smith died, that was the end of Doctor Who.
0: Because he can only have 13 Even he, 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 was, he
2: became, retroactively, the 13th Doctor, therefore the last Doctor. So when he died, he thought, for all intents and purposes, he was going to be dead. So it gave it a bit more gravitas. Yeah. Um, but a lot of Doctor Who fans saying, you know what, why not set that up? so Capaldi in his tenure could have been the last doctor. So you would have got much more kind of dramatic mileage mm. out of that concept over an entire season. Yeah, and him being so more an aware any time he engages yeah, himself. Yeah, so he's trying job. to maybe find a way to yeah. around it. Or you've got that for a whole season, but it almost felt like, and this is what a lot of fans think, I, I don't care myself one of them, I don't, you know, I'm not steeped in the mythology, but they think Mafat just wanted to do it himself and have that kind of Storyline to himself, and he be the one to write it, it's, rather than giving it up to a series of writers, or when he steps back from showrunner, giving it on someone well, else. It's,
0: it's quite interesting to say that because I um I didn't watch um, Doctor Who, and you know we we are going to talk about Sherlock in a bit, but don't mention the fact you haven't you haven't watched Sherlock. Yet. I haven't watched wait Sherlock. A bit, wait a bit yeah, until I'm, we talk about Sherlock. But the, then mention the, point the fact that you seen. a lot of um, people I've seen, like, a lot of my friends on Facebook and things have said, and a lot of people seem to be agreeing with is at this stage. In the case of both of them, it, they kind of feel, Moffat feels, it's more about Moffat than it is about the show. Like, he's kind of getting, not too big for his boots, but he wants to, you know... He, he, for, I mean, as I say, I haven't seen them both, so I don't know. I'm throwing it out there to two people who have seen them. Mm. People are saying that Moffat is kind of caring more about his impression. I and what like he thing. It's He's the star, yeah, yeah. you know? Also,
2: have you seen those quotes that have been going around, attributed to Moffat? I think they must have been around for a while, but he's a, he's a terrible misogynist.
0: Really? really? Yeah. Uh, he's not gay is he Is Russell T Davis? Russell T Davies Russell T Davis, yeah. gay, yeah. Russell
1: T. Davis also I, <clears throat> to my surprise wrote the Christmas Day episode of Father Jack's Old Jack's Boat uh-huh. uh, this year which is uh, this uh, programme for under eights on the CBeebies channel yeah. <laughs> and it was the sweetest most tear jerking really? thing I've seen on TV all year it was absolutely amazing did you watch a Polly, yeah, and, and, a and Michelle. Joy. All three of us were, were crying our eyes really? out by the end of it. It's about old Jack, is this guy who lives in this little fishing village, uh-huh. uh, and <clears throat> he's like eighty-five or ninety. I old Bernard Cribbins is who plays him, yeah, and he's got all these friends. He's got this dog, Salty the dog, and every every episode he goes onto his boat, the Rainbow, and tells a story to Salty and the children listening and watching all about his life. And the Christmas Day episode was all about how he met his wife. Oh, and then at the end of it, of course, he's 85 and she's gone Jesus and he's God. he's actually in tears doing this show and like everybody's oh just crying their fucking sounds, eyes out watching this kid's this show. Sounds it was absolutely lovely, but really, really quite distressing as well. That's traumatic.
0: Yeah. Anyway. anyway <laughs> so that's Dan what, that's what I did really with upset. my child on Christmas Day. Wow.
1: So did, yeah, you get, did you get any of these quotes?
2: Oh yeah. Do you, want to read, do you want me to read some of
1: them? Yeah. Out? This, uh, is, this is very free-form today, this. I
2: know. Sorry we basically, about this no, basically not much news happened over Okay, so
0: we're free when, he was
2: cast, when they were casting for Amy Pond, and he saw this direct quote about the previous woman they were auditioning. And I thought, well, she's really good. It's just a shame she's so wee and dumpy. When she was about to come through to the auditions, I nipped out for a minute. I saw Karen walking on the corridor towards me, and I realised she was 5'11", slim and gorgeous. And I thought, this will probably work. Yeah, <laughs> oh,
1: is that misogynistic or is that just being honest about what you need on a TV program to sell it to foreign markets? I think to there's make different it ways to phrase. Don't say it. we
0: and dumpy, Stuart I think we and dumpy is probably misogynistic. <laughs> is it though? It's not tactful. It's not tact. There's has any come on, hands up. Who here hasn't used the phrase we and dumpy? Well, I'm no. I'm, At I think I've never said all the word time. we or dumpy in my life. <laughs> dumpy, maybe. I don't say dumpy. You just did. You said it beautifully did. well. It's all very clear. Excellent diction. Thank you, Dumpy. Dumpy. I was about to tell you, because I thought you were going to ask me about what I did on my Christmas day. Yeah, go on. And um, I, for my sins, got back into World of Warcraft because um, there was a catastrophe. We didn't think we'd have Christmas lunch because the arger, not to sound too middle class. Jesus the Arga was, Christ. The agar wasn't as hot as it was meant to be, so the turkey took longer than it should have, so we had to kind of... Jesus back Christ. With the Arga. Uh, uh, And That looks like, good, in it, though? mm uh, really argo film But um, yeah no I've also never lived in a house Without an argo There you go
1: Have you never really?
0: No And I've lived in Five houses throughout my life
1: <clears throat> This is the parental thing They always want my Arga.
0: well My dad kind of My dad if it's a ready meal He's happy But my mum is like There's argo or bust pretty much. But
1: aren't they really Really difficult, difficult to cook
0: on? Difficult to do um, Heat management on them Well yes. yeah Because all, yeah. all the different doors That you know You figure out It's like Do you want it quickly? It's top right the It's like bottom a fucking off. advent calendar They're amazing they're like, But this is like, again, an insight into my this? life. What's this?
2: A little warm drawer.
0: What's that for? Peas? When, when I went to university, I couldn't use an electric oh, cooker. Jesus I didn't know how God. it worked. I didn't know the temperature or anything. As far as I'm aware, you shove it in the top right if you want it done quickly. Otherwise, just... Excuse me? I do if you want it done But that's how it works. So the struggles that I have been through are numerous, including not <laughs> knowing how to work yeah. an electric or gas cooker. Can and you do that now? Here, you the grounds um, kind of. Yeah, I get scared lighting gas cookers. I think they're going to burn me. Well, you don't have to modern gas cookers. Cool. You just turn the switch; they light themselves. Oh go, no, I've never, I've never encountered one of them. Oh,
2: I'm never in all my ears.
0: Fuck off! I've never encountered... Anyway, so that was Doctor Who then? No, and the surprise about Argus. But am I right in thinking Doctor Who now? Someone said to me because he was kind of given a new thing. Yeah. So is this he now the first in another run of thirteen? We don't know because they kind of. Or have they bought him one extra one? How's that so, work?
2: So oh. the Time Lords basically gave him granted him yeah. a, a new regeneration. We. I would assume it's just one for now oh see I was under
0: the impression a that oh, well some, some of my friends who were trying to explain this to me and I was just like can you shut the fuck it's up not confirmed they were kind of saying to me that no it's now he's the first in the next in another 13. years.: that's not been explicitly stated no it
1: hasn't it okay. that would be really crap if that's the case
0: Dun, well I mean there
1: you go well then i guess in a way. Um, we got see
2: Capaldi but not much of him not so. much of him it and he ask. didn't have a new outfit or anything and I
1: was a bit concerned actually because he he, he, he looked a bit a bit weak Really? He didn't yeah. look at all commanding, did he?
2: But he hasn't got his new outfit and he's just been reborn essentially. I like guess little... they need to restyle him. He's like it? a little deer. <laughs> I swear when yeah. they not
0: but when they restyle so did he get have the same costume?
2: Yeah, he was wearing Matt Smith's clothes. Oh, uh,
0: because I swear when Tennant regenerated oh. into Math- Matt Smith, he immediately had a bow tie and he was all like, Oh sure. exciting bow remember. ties. I'm not sure.
2: I'm sure what somebody would you like to see awesome that, that wear. What would you like to see? Just him? a
1: really
0: nice Hugo Boss suit. Really? really? Yeah. No. But he's always threadbare, isn't he? boring in a bit. Pair of jeans Bring out the and, and a sweater. sweater. He's boring. He is ripe for Tom Baker chic, as far as I'm concerned. No? Just getting... No, 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 no. If that's what you fancy... No, I think that's... You're what a larger what, what do you
1: want? I mean, do you want per frills? Is this what you're saying?
0: I
2: think... Pinstripe. Pinstripe suit. I would like to Checks. see him wear a ruff. Rough...
1: Yeah. <laughs> Elizabethan...
0: <laughs>
2: Yeah. Bring back the rough. He's a man, he is a man of no time, therefore for all time. And of course you must take um, the rough
0: with the smooth.
2: Oh Then you know what I mean. It'd be good if he was called smooth or something. Yeah. <laughs> then it would be, then a be a problem like, but then you do that with anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe anything he waxes his genitals. Well. <laughs> he, <laughs> he maybe does. does. I've heard a lot of Scots do that. Do they? Yeah. Well, why would you do that? We've got to do something with that knife.
0: Oh, oh top yeah. bands. Anyway. Stuart's Yeah. Is it back to me? It is back to you, it's I feel. So now, what me? was the other thing you wanted to do? Well, the other about? big thing was on a week after Doctor Who, and that was this
1: programme that you may have heard of called Sherlock!
0: Yes, which I did say. Which say I it. think
1: is how you have to say it. Sherlock!
0: Yeah. It would have been quite nice if you'd run this one <laughs> in order by me, so I at least could have read a synopsis. It's fine. I'll figure it out. Well, you know what happened at the last episode? Of Sherlock? Yeah. He died. died. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa.
1: That's why this episode wasn't very good then. But yeah. he didn't.
2: Did he? He threw well, his, we know he didn't he, he because jumped, in the last yeah. episode we saw that he was alive because yeah. he was beside his grave. Or did you switch off by himself? himself. Was beside Luke, him. is,
1: Luke is the only person in England that, as he was falling from the building, just switched off and said, "Well, that's that then. Go
0: uh, like, to bed now." Uh, not recommissioning that. Are they? Well, <laughs> it's just kind of like the one thing I actually know about Sherlock Holmes, aside from he's a real person who really lived on Baker Street, obviously, is, um, the, fact, is the fact that um, he always dies and then he hasn't died, and it's just no, like.
2: He died. That's Doctor Who. That's, he died once. Ridiculous. He was
0: killed off by Arthur Conan yeah, Doyle. He went over and the Niagara
2: the Falls, didn't he? Yeah, and then well, it was brought like, back. Was it? Oh, I don't but It was like ten because, years later. that... Well, it's basically it was, basically it was financial expedience that? that forced Arthur Conan Doyle, um, an American publisher, came back and made him a very genera- generous offer to basically resurrect the character. And uh. um, because Arthur Conan Doyle had a lot of very expensive private pursuits and not that he much integrity do, he could do with no it's something that Arthur Conan Doyle like wrestled with throughout his career that he wanted to be more respected than he was but yeah. the one creation that really caught the public's was imagination Sherlock was Sherlock Holmes but it's not, Sherlock Holmes though is really well written what and did he kind want to spend his money on oh he had loads of, like he, well, he was hunting myths he had like quite expensive tastes he had a big house he had a big family um, He um was pretty traumatised by the death of his son in the first, first world war um, not the first world war it right was, yeah. No, it, ends, was, it? No, it was. I think it was the first world war, but Caribbean. that's gonna be years, years later. Falklands, um, yeah, Falklands. Um, first golf, but he's only died once. But I just thought, I love Sherlock, I think it's one of my favorite things the BBC has made in the last five or six years. Mm. And the thing is, with a really great cliffhanger, I think the test of a great cliffhanger is how you resolve it. Yeah, anyone can write a great cliffhanger, yeah but it's the next episode that really makes whether it's a, it was a good story decision or not in terms of the narrative. And there's two ways. You can either... Sherlock did this between seasons one and two in that swimming pool with the, the bomb. Yeah. At the beginning of season two, they kind of within five minutes were like, oh, it's all done. And Moriarty fucked off. So that's one way you resolve it. And it feels cheap because you're like, oh, you've just duped me and the rest of the audience because you've set up this big dramatic scenario Mm. and then the next episode you've forgotten about it and I feel cheated because I waited two years for that. Yeah, This definitely didn't do that but I think this went the other way is what Dexter did after season four where it spent an inordinate amount of time trying to resolve it Mm. and because it spent so long trying to work through what it kind of um, built the show becomes very different from what you love about the show which is kind of a self-contained mystery
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, do you think so? Mm -hmm. No I I quite agree with you also, there was a. Am I? I don't know. I watched this thing last night, and I thought the first ten minutes or so were, were pretty good, pretty interesting. I loved the false start at the beginning of it.
0: Oh, with Darren Brown. With Darren Brown. I yes. Yeah, you know, I saw him tweet about that. Yeah. But then after
1: that, it kind of. <laughs> once again, do you blame Stephen Moffat for this?
2: Oh, he, well, he didn't write it. But you see, he's Mark showrunner. Mike Gates is now a showrunner. Oh, is he? Yeah. I didn't know that. So Mark is a showrunner for Sherlock. And he, he wrote the uh, opening episode. That's and very And how many more are there? It, are there three? Three, in total. three, three in total. each 90-minute episodes. Right. Okay. okay. Well, Although, also, Moffat's episodes tend to be the best ones mm. of Sherlock as well. But
0: I swear that was the case with Doctor Who, wasn't it? When he, when Russell T. Davis was doing it. Didn't well, I think people liked Moffat,
2: Moffat, Moffat compared to Russell T. Davis because Moffat's episodes tended to be a little bit darker. Yeah. Obviously, they benefited by virtue of being one or two episodes per it, 13. Mm. And it's always easier to be working from really that position. Really good,
0: because you're chained, right? Yeah. Nothing else. Well, it was okay, just really
1: so,
2: fidgety, wasn't it? Yeah. And restless and just like all over the place. And because it, the cliffhanger kind of cast this big shadow over the 90 minutes, Anytime it came back to the plot of the terrorist attack on London, which is why he came out of hiding, let's not forget that, it just seemed like, so when John got kidnapped, it just felt like it was confusing. Well, that didn't make any sense
1: at all, but, jo- but John being kidnapped was nothing to do with the terrorist attempt anyway, was it? That's the, that's the confusing thing. John Wasn't being kidnapped, no. John being kidnapped was was to do with this this dark force, but I'm not sure that the but dark that, that's force... But
2: that's linked to the terrorist attack too, surely. Well, she was like the bonfire theme and...
1: Oh, I
2: suppose. I, I thought it was all part of the machinations of the new villain, It's not, beti- it's not
1: in- made implicit, though, is it?
2: Um,
1: and also, I just think that if you're going to have this massive clink- cliffhanger, mm. it does need to be resolved in a satisfactory way, surely.
2: But... I don't know, like, they, they, they provided, like, two or three spurious explanations. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a joke. Cause it's, I think the show has been quite cheeky and coquettish going, uh, like, because in the years since it was on, there's been lots of explanations. Yeah. And I know the thing is, Sherlock Holmes, and they talk about this in the stories, he knows that no explanation is satisfying enough. It never is. So when Sherlock always does in the beginning of any story, he does those amazing observation where he says you're you're an alcoholic divorcée and da, mm. da, da, and people go that's amazing. How have you done that? And then when he explains it, they go oh, that's boring because See, that's it. I don't it. think
1: I don't think that is boring though. I like the way he breaks it all down and he says, well, I know this because you've got this hair on your on the shoulder of your jacket and it's yeah no, but, it, it, and blah, but it's blah, blah. not
2: as fantastical as The Impossible and he survived death. And when you find out it is Crash Matt. You know, like he provides that explanation at the end. Yes, it's not going to be if even if that's not it, it's not going to be too dissimilar to that, and I think people would even find that quite. Uh.
1: But I, I still feel there should be some form of closure with it. Yeah. Why shouldn't there be? We've
2: waited two years. But I think this. that is the explanation. I know like there's an element that he wouldn't tell him still, but it can't be too dissimilar to that. Mm. And I just saw an interview on BBC YouTube channel with Mark Gazers and Stephen Moffat. And they were kind of saying, they were talking about it. Like you do find out the answer in episode one. So I think it, cause they did shoot some of that stuff with the crash mat, I think at the time, mm-hmm. cause it was engineered because of the ambulance bay obscures John's side of the floor. Um, so I think that might be, it'd be something like that, which is never going to be as satisfying. Yes, I think the, him extrapolating deductions is more satisfying because there's skill to that. But the explanation of that is a magic trick. And magic tricks explained are just kind of banal because of course it is. A mirror is not as impressive as magic. Mm.
1: I don't, see, I would have to disagree with you. I like to get into how magic tricks work, but then I've always enjoyed even when I was a kid, I used to enjoy taking things apart into the component sections to see how it all fit together and to see how it worked. Yeah, so maybe, maybe I'm not the kind of person that the show is aimed but for. But so anymore. do you
2: not think that explanation was satisfying, the one that you gives to that guy?
1: I thought the explanation was satisfying, but what irritated me was, was not knowing if that was the correct answer.
0: Oh, I see. Right, okay. You see what
1: I mean? Yeah. I would be happy for that to be implicitly, to be implied that that is how he actually did it. But he kind of goes, well, maybe that's the way I did it. Uh ah. yeah. and I'm like, Oh come on, either that's the way you did it or you didn't do it. We've waited two yeah, years, yeah. tell us.
0: Mm. I okay. guess part of it though with all those different like kind of ideas floating around is that maybe they got a bit, they got cold feet. If they were like, we don't want to definitively say this is how he did it. So if you are someone who was particularly fond of one of the other theories, you could potentially be like, oh, well, he never put- actually said it, did he? So, you know, you can kind of let yeah. that idea linger in your mind. Not- you're also not having the courage sh- to No, it, I, right? I, I agree. But I, think I, it's know, wrong, but I I'm just putting out that. I think something- inherently Sherlockian about allowing
2: people to kind of endlessly kind of deduce about it. And-
0: I mean, it was a great mystery, right? It's something like a lot of people have wondered about. There's lots yeah. of viable theories would you really want to kind of nix that? Yes, but, I, would. I would have been happy I would, yeah. for all of that shit to be resolved in the first twenty minutes. Yeah, and then
2: an hour and ten minutes. Let's do the new mystery. Yeah, I really wanted to get into the new stuff, and I think thirty minutes would have been enough time to respect the end of the last season. And yeah, maybe they wouldn't be best friends right away, and maybe that they only come back together at the end of the episode. But at least give the new villain the best kind of start in life because mm. he's only got two episodes now to make a mark, and I feel like. The first episode gypped him a bit.
1: Yeah, 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 I agree with you. Well, I mean, we're going to get two more. Um, the next two episodes they? are going to be Sunday. feature length,
0: aren't they? It's on Sunday
1: Again, we are still looking at an hour and a half for the next yep. two episodes. Yeah. And when are
0: they? Do they start? So what then? On now, Sunday. Sunday, so Sunday this, and, and then, then presumably next Sunday. Sunday probably.
1: And I said to you earlier on the office, these things, these are, these should be like television landmarks. Maybe we should have them. Eaked out to us like once, mm. once every month. three yeah. months or something yeah.
2: like We're that. Seeing, yeah, it did feel like the first episode should have gone out in November. Yeah, like it had a bonfire theme, but yeah, yeah. I feel like the BBC delayed on delayed them a bit.
0: I, it's weird. I, I think it's very weird. It's a the lot of TV to go through, isn't it? Three of them. But January is—I don't know. Well, I haven't said that. I suppose like a lot of people now, not many people are away in January. Everyone's kind of like. Just getting back into the swing of things, so I suppose you it makes have sense. A record
2: audience for well, the festive period,
1: yeah, nine point something two million, million, which is uh, really, which Shuck. is, which I suppose when you think about it, it's the highest uh, rated episode of all the Sherlock so far. So I, I guess as that show has built up over the last couple of years, it wasn't such a bad thing to maybe reintroduce the characters so to that extent.
0: As someone who's I think seen one of the other episodes before, do you feel that this was definitely very much targeted at? people who had seen the ones before and you know everything or was it also trying to kind of be a welcome introduction to anyone new who didn't?
2: Um, I think you do need to know quite a lot of those people like if you didn't know like the CSI guy who's gone a bit mad yeah I think I'd forgotten about him he's I right there in the first episode he used to hate Sherlock um, I think I watched it with my girlfriend who's never seen any of the other Sherlock Holmes episodes um, Sherlock episodes Yeah. Uh, so I think it was a, it's not satisfying if you don't know what had happened previously no.
0: No, I suppose there's more payoff, isn't there? Yeah.
1: Well, we've got two more episodes to come. As always, let us know what you thought of uh, Sherlock or Doctor Who or any of the Christmas telly or what you got for Christmas. Any of that bobbins, IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. Uh, and let's jump into this week's Reader FU. Now, I think we started something off uh, just before Christmas, yeah. really. We, um, we we're having a long discussion about Wii U and whether or not it's too late for Nintendo to do anything to, to rescue, to salvage the Wii U from certain doom. Uh, and you wrote in, in your nines... In your nines! yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, Edward Bauer uh, came up with one suggestion. He said, Nintendo should keep cracking on and pushing harder with the Wii U and working on what's next. Where would console gaming be without Nintendo? If they were to stop producing consoles, we'd have no innovation... Let me explain. Mm. NES was the first ever console, he says. Well, not really. Not te- not really. Mm. Technically, no. No. no.
0: Well, factually,
1: no as well. Yeah, yeah, factually, it wasn't. Uh, so we're not going to let you have that one, Ed. But he says SNES invented the shoulder buttons, which the PlayStation copied. Really? Yeah. Would you say copied? Well, there was no... As I've done a bit of research on this, and as far as I can see, nobody uh, before the Super Nintendo... Uh, console had shoulder buttons.
0: No, I the mean, you get you got what they say, but then again, they did lots of other stuff. Like they had the middle stick on the N64, and that. Well, went... he was about to say that the N64 invented the analog joystick and the rumble pack. Yeah.
1: I'd, I'd actually say that I remember the analog joysticks being available on the BBC microcomputer, so I'd actually <laughs> probably have to say new, <laughs> new. Uh, GameCube brought us pressure sensitive buttons. I didn't know that.
2: They did,
0: but so did the piano. Hey, hey! But having said that, they've now been ditched on the PS4, for example. So is that is that digital rather than? I think it's digital if they get. I don't. I think there is obviously a fine
2: distinction to be made between copying per se. I keep saying per se. What a wanky thing! I know. Um, I've been thinking between copying and just kind of accumulating innovation. Yeah. Like things do, you know. And he also says the
1: Wii totally reinvented the controller. PlayStation copied it, but Xbox actually took it one further with the Kinect. And Wii U brought us the tablet connectivity which PlayStation 4 has with the Vita. I think you could
2: say this about but any this is the kind thing of industry. Yeah, like, the... like I don't You know could say you... this about Hi-Fis, couldn't you? About one um, sort of company innovating a feature, and then that becomes industry standard.
0: But this, this is the thing you're saying, like, the Wii kind of, like, revolutionised it. Did it? Like, motion control... Connect tried it, yeah, it didn't really work. Like, I don't think that did revolutionise. To me, that feels like a setback. Like, There are people now who are like, saying, it, you know, it, it voice sold, control on the Xbox One is revolutionary world. and the PS4 has copied it, or will do with the camera. But no, because, you know, it was on the iPhone and who uses Siri anymore? Why use Siri when you can just use your own app, your own phone browser and stuff? Mm. So stuff like, they're new, and yeah, I guess you can say that's kind of revolutionary, but it, it's not because it's not, I don't think it does become industry standard. In several cases, these sites it has, but not recently. Okay. Not for a very long time, I would have. Well, his, here's his final point. He says, if Nintendo pulls out of the console market, it would be
1: detrimental to the progression of the industry. The issue with the Wii U is that it didn't really bring us anything new. They need to focus on the next big thing, as that's what they do best. I,
0: I think, yeah, I agree with that. I think the problem that they have with the Wii U is, it's, well, we've, we've done this to death, but it's kind of, it's, you know, it's gen, current gen 0.5, <laughs> kind of. Phil says... There is no way at this point that Wii
2: U can be a massive success. Nintendo should start looking ahead to the next generation by establishing a new stable of IPs to call upon, and ideally some that appeal more to the Western hardcore gamer. Establish them now as new IPs and release them next gen as more familiar sequels. Tons of developers are seeking publishers for their games, and Nintendo has lots of money to throw around. This is what they did with Platinum, but Nintendo needs to get over its refusal to make Western-style games. Is that really you, fair? I think what, that's a bit unfair. What I, Nintendo makes makes lots of games that appeal to Western market. Um,
0: I Especially Mario. I, don't, I think Mario
2: appeals. I think Zelda appeals. Yeah. Pokemon appeals. I think Smash Brothers appeals. Mario Kart.
0: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I I, I kind of get what you're saying. I think they're doing a, another thing
2: with um, the kind of what's it called Hyrule. Oh, Hyrule Warriors with a crossover with Dynasty Warriors. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're taking an IP and trying to aim it more at the Japanese market, if anything. But yeah. I think a lot of Nintendo's kind of traditional games are kind of international friendly.
0: Yeah. I remember that... They're I know kind of global th- products, I think. Well, Miyamoto said that there there is a new franchise in development and that that's going to be shown off. I think he said it was at E3, but it might be just sometime this year. But he has confirmed that there is an, a new franchise on the way. So, you- so, so to go back to Phil's point, so what he's saying,
2: what his argument is, to give it some credit is, uh-huh. and give it some time to breathe, is he's saying, don't abandon the Wii U right now, but use it as a test bed for new characters, new IPs, establish them in the collective consciousness, and then next generation... They established and run with them. yeah. But it is, It's really tricky though, isn't it, to launch a new IP on a console that doesn't have yeah. a big install base because then it's like so much danger there.
1: How can you actually kind of install that in, the con- in people's consciousness if nobody's actually brought the console yeah. to play it on?
0: So that's yeah. why my argument with that would be you don't use the Wii U as that. That's your 3DS, right? Because so many people have a 3DS. Yeah. So, you know, you, you, you use the 3DS as the introductory game thought, and then boom, you bring the big console, you mm. know, version of it out as right. the next I've one. S- s- Everyone's going to want that. You know? I've said this
2: before on on the podcast, is Nintendo, everyone berates them and goes, oh, same old fucking characters again and again. But if you look at the diversity within the Mario games, it's tremendous, the amount of experimentation and invention. And what they do is, you know, I've said this before, Mario Galaxy could have been a brand new little k- Spaceman character. Yeah. But they knew it's a bit weird, a bit new concept, having this kind of weird platform-based uh, 3D platformer on planets and stuff. Let's op- offset the kind of weirdness of that concept by having it Mario. Mario's nice and, or you know mm. familiar and friendly. So you take an old IP to offset the danger of a really new idea. Um, Nintendo have done this for ages. They did it with like um Kirby when it yeah. was the yarn game. Confed- They've done it yarn- loads of times.
0: Seen. Yeah. Okay, so then, so now we get to Matt Barlow, uh, son of Gary. Not really, but maybe
1: he was on the telly a lot
0: over Christmas, he wasn't he? Oh, was. guy, I, I, I so in Afghanistan. I'm so done with Gary Barlow. Stop doing things, yeah. please. Him and that other idiot, Robbie Williams. He gets right at my tip. I don't like Robbie Williams. He looks like a tind? badger now. He's got like white, uh, like in the middle of his hair is all grey. Well, don't knock that. But,
1: no, it's fine with This whole fucking swing thing he's doing, he's yeah. rubbish at it. He's not been doing that for years. He's been trying to get that for what, years. What,
0: swing when you're winning? Yeah, and swings one, both it. ways.
1: Here's the thing, right? michael I'm not a fan of Michael Bublé, but he knocks spots off Robbie Williams when it comes to doing that swing thing.
0: Oh, I like Michael Bublé. Yeah, but that's my, he's funny. My problem. He is
2: a funny man. You yeah. know who is funny? Who? James Blunt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so no, he's, he's he sure. is
0: quite funny, isn't he? If, you, um, if
2: nobody's checked out James Blunt's Twitter feed, go do it now. Yeah, no,
0: the man is um the is man's he, pretty on it. In yeah, terms of really really with he handles trolls. He handles trolls excellently. Um, so yes, Matt Barlow, you who we left for a second. Um, so yes, last time obviously we were chatting about various things Nintendo do. do are they going to support the Wii U for a long time? Should they abandon it? So he says <laughs> I would Spoil- ver- l- Wii long time. Yeah, <laughs> we long time. Um so he says I would very much like to see the Wii U support until about halfway through the presumed seven or eight year cycle of the PS4 and Xbox One. At which point it'd be great to see Nintendo release a new powerhouse of a machine to blindside Sony and Microsoft. There's been doubts to the long-term capabilities of the new systems when compared to existing PC hardware. And though many would say producing a top-of-the-line machine is not Nintendo, it's an often forgotten fact that the N64 and GameCube both had more graphical horsepower than their PlayStation competition and were limited by puny storage media on both occasions, Resident Evil 4 being a good example. Just some wishful thinking. So no. I, I hear what he's saying. Yeah, I can't see them doing that. I don't. They'll be well,
1: bringing out a new console to market in what two years' time. Mm. But it's weird. It's
0: expensive. It. But yeah. it's, it's. This is kind of what I find weird, and there's something that we've had throughout a lot of the um, a lot of the kind of feedback. You know, people saying you're know, blindside Sony and Microsoft, but they're not blindsiding because it's, you know, when, something we've made very clear. Nintendo has its own stable of franchises, and it's it's not going to kind of. I don't know. I don't think. I think you're a Nintendo fan, or you Sony and Microsoft. You're competing against each other. But if oh. you're into what Nintendo has to offer, well, well here's what. This is what uh,
1: um, a t- an email from Joe uh, Joe Paris says. He says a couple of things, but the pon- one of the, his main point is this. Uh, he says, "Scrap the console. Focus on the 3ds." License their IPs to Sony and Microsoft, and then sit back and rake in the cash. The games will sell ten times the number they do now, and you won't get future generations never having experienced Mario and Zelda. This... There is no need for the Wii U to exist other than to satisfy Nintendo's own
2: ego. Wow, it's interesting. I don't, see it, I don't perceive it as a vanity project. I think it R and D would have started on it a long time ago. Where. Yeah. You know, they were riding high on the coattails of the Wii being one of the best consoles ever. It's not, I don't think it would be an egotistical decision after that to go, let's do another console. Yeah. That seems a very common sense decision. To and do. it was we more just, of an iteration, right? We, an iteration, not on one, one, one of the best selling consoles of all time. Yeah. Got grannies and parents buying consoles, let's do another one. Mm. There were BBC News stories about That's uh, not a Wii's being put in old folks' homes because.
1: They Getting found, them active
2: and stuff, yeah. yeah. But so that's not in itself hubris. Obviously, it's not panned out like that. I can't see them doing a new two years time a more powerful console compared to the PS4 because third party developers are still going to d- develop for Xbox One and PS4. So why do a different skew? But again, it is we- like-
0: you're, you're right though. It is weird. Like something that when I think of Nintendo games, I think about gameplay that's difficult to find on the other consoles. You know, kind of unique things like that. Whereas. You know, it is about... I think of my PS4 or Xbox One, it's more graphic-based. So it's it's tricky. and And the bigger that divide becomes, you know and the more more difficult it is for third-party and things.
2: Yeah, so following on from your email, I've got one from Cameron who kind of chimes with what I think about the situation. I think the best avenue for Nintendo is to leave the home home console market and free up their software for release on other platforms. This would, in my view, be the best of both worlds, as they still would be able to achieve handheld dominance with the 3DS, but also dominate as developers and publishers by putting all their resources into making excellent games. Just think about it being able to play Super Mario Galaxy on your PS4. People would absolutely flock to it And it's true Like
0: You I know Super even...
2: Mario World 3D World Has won game of the year For many many outlets not, Yeah not, not great outlets Compared to IGN But you know <laughs> Outlets Other also. websites are available Other websites are available And for damn good reason Because They are still masses When it comes to designing mm. Amazing Wonderful enchanting, enchanting Beguiling video games
0: And it'd be amazing if they could do that on every system I I just I think they never ever will I think, will. I think no matter <clears> I think <throat> like yeah, it, but, you know, Sega I'm, did Sega yeah, did I was going to
1: say I'm old enough to remember when, when, the, when the idea of Sonic the Hedgehog being on any other platform rather than Sega a system <laughs> was, was just anathema. it would not have happened yeah. it was never going to happen
0: financial expedient yeah so I mean, the thing with them, obviously, there were mutterings. I think it was last year because I remember writing the story about it. Nintendo released them like a Pokemon app for yeah iOS, and remember it was the first time because Nintendo was so protective of its IP. It doesn't even matter if they develop it; you cannot play it on a device that is not Nintendo. Mm. That's it. And so for the first time ever, suddenly apps and things went onto iOS. It's the future. Yeah, and so this yeah. is the thing. People were arguing that is that just you know just a handy thing for people, or is that them literally kind of testing the monetization models, see whether it makes sense financially to then look into bringing their back catalogue to imagine, iOS and Android. Imagine, imagine Pokemon Red on your imagine phone. Imagine
2: a Super Nintendo app for your iPad through which you could put, buy individual cartridges. Yeah. Like NES Remix you then kind of Which thing. you then slide across and put into a virtual SNES on your yeah. iPad then yeah. and you could play it with yeah. a, like a Bluetooth controller. Yeah. That would do with so sick of money.
0: Of like, course it is.
2: Course and it is. each game, 50p.
1: And the silly thing is, you can, you, you know, we've, mentioned this, we've mentioned this before, yeah. you can already do that if you look around the murkier parts of the internet.
0: Yeah. so like all, they're, all they're doing is losing out on Yes, yeah. yeah. But it's weird because that's that. I should
2: show you something after. That... Hey! hey! No, um, Mac, a um, uh, developer over Christmas, it'd been in a lengthy beta, have released um, an application called OpenEmu, which is a very, very slick. Um, kind of rom itunes so it keeps all your roms in one place
0: Does all the box art all that
2: and it's just think nintendo released something akin to that
0: yeah yeah you just think the thing that um just like just looking at what they've done before they just we've always said nintendo is either kind of whether it's willfully ignorant or just generally ignorant like some of their decisions seem to be so kind of counterintuitive to a lot of the things. But like,
1: they are still sloshing around in cash at the moment.
0: Oh, yeah, well, like we, well there we had that article, you know, about yeah. how they, they're, like, literal assets of, you know, just cash. They still on the baseball team. Oh, I don't know. No, but their cash assets are huge. Yeah. Like, they're no no danger. Like, they could afford another 20 Wii U's, like, fails before they even... But you can, not though, Luke, can you? Because then your reputation becomes tarnished. Oh, completely. But, I mean, from a financial standpoint, which is probably why they're not panicking. But similarly, like, you know, we can be like, how do they save the Wii U? We can talk about how to save the Wii U. They don't need to save Nintendo. Like, maybe from a reputation standpoint, but they're not in the financial doldrums where they have to kind of offer their license of their franchises to other things or go onto other devices, they're fine. They, you know, like Nintendo was financially stable. They're completely... It's, it's a reputation thing. And so that's why it is about saving the Wii U rather than kind of saving Nintendo, from my perspective, anyway. Um, so anyway, then Nathan Baino adoti I'm going with, um, said, The one thing that I can think of to save the console would be a similar subscription service to that of PlayStation Plus, in which you get a couple of free great games a month for each of the consoles of the current generation. Um, then also an advertising campaign that promotes a Wii U with a month trial of said service might be just a thing that they need to help sell more units. Again, yes, that's interesting, but I, are there, like, you know, are there Wii U games out there that you'd want for free? like again like not being facetious there I can't think of any game if it was free that I'd be like with the Playstation Plus I know it's a sweetener for me there's enough good games that I'd happily spend money on then you have this sweetener it's like oh yeah, yeah. yeah extra games with Wii U there's not enough games that I'd want to buy you know and I'm still paying for subscription I don't know I don't, I don't know if that would work for Nintendo they don't you, but again subscription service like you said and then you get maybe back access to the back catalogue if it's like a Netflix thing yeah. you could that's much more day. appealing <laughs>
1: George, uh, George Olivares has got a good idea. He said Nintendo should consider getting rid of the Wii U pad and include a regular Pro controller. This would allow them to lower the price, and I'd buy it in a heartbeat. I don't mind the idea of having a console for just Nintendo games, but he doesn't want to pay $300 for it. See, uh,
0: now, that's coming quite a lot, that idea, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. But like, have, you had sure. a, have
2: you had an email based on the same thing there, one of you guys? Perhaps, Stuart. yes. From Andrew Monaghan. Um, his suggestion is get rid of the gamepad. Why? It's barely utilised. To some, while unique, it's outdated compared to other tablet devices. And plus, if the gamepad is so innovative and worth having, then why would people spend up to 500 700 pounds on two systems? Why not? They would obviously do that with a PS4 Vita bundle rather than a Wii U that has a tablet with the system. Mm. Software seems to be fantastic. People just don't like the hardware.
0: I've got a similar thing from Donny Reese. He says, "Coming to you from the state I think Nintendo should drop the gamepad as a must-have accessory and do a pro controller bundle for two hundred US dollars." As a current Wii U owner with several games, I really love the Wii U and the gamepad, but it is a luxury item and not necessary. They'd, ha- they'd have to rejig certain games with patches if that's the case. Some yeah. I just games think you can't it's can't like play without it. Well, do you remember last like year? Mario world 3d world there's certain stages that you need the screen yeah the thing that shocked us last year about microsoft doing that u-turn was like holy shit microsoft's holding it hand up and be like you know what we were wrong and yeah it was an exercise in damage control but so much pr was put into you know nintendo being like this is the innovative face this is the future for them to kind of be like we tried it you hated it let's not do it anymore plus isn't it just a isn't a wii u just a wii without a gamepad slightly better graphics
2: it's, it's still, more, like, it's still like, a
0: HD console. Like, it, is, it has got I, more graphical grunt. I understand what you're saying, grunt, but, you know, but yeah. from Nintendo, as we've always said, it's not... a Nintendo aren't about the graphics, they're about the gameplay. It game would have been
2: better if, if the, the tablet component was more of a fully-functioned tablet. Yeah. Like, you could take it out of your house and it would still like be... Like you can with like, a Vita, yeah, Like, with a tablet. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the <laughs> yeah. thing they were positioning, as this is the tablet-like device, but it wasn't. It's like this weird dummy terminal... It's almost a weird remote control receiver thing. It's yeah. not actually a tablet. It Ostensibly, it looks like a tablet, it has some of that functionality, but it's not. So, imagine if they did
1: come out now and say, "Yeah, you know, we'll get rid of it. You can just use a normal controller." And all those people that had paid big bucks to have this device, and all the games that had been developed for it, and then suddenly,
2: boom! No it's weird longer. though. Yeah. If you if you get a Wii U and spend time with it, which I haven't done for ages, but I have recently so been playing Mario. Is how much, I've been playing Mario co-op with my missus and. It's weird how we played it both with two pro controllers. Mm. You kind of forget about the gamepad at all. It becomes irrelevant. Mm. It's there and occasionally be like, "Hey, use this," and it becomes almost kind of a fun thing to use it. Yeah, because it's not the default, and you use it occasionally. Hey, it's one of those fun gamepad levels, and they are really fun. And one of you will move platforms using it. But playing Mario World, the default for us is always pro controllers. Yeah. So in that in that context, it's kind of it's a little bit of a it's kind of exciting to use it because it does break up the experience. I think you're looking at it more as like, oh, you always have to use this. yeah. And obviously it is pitched like that in all the marketing and on the box yeah. and stuff. But when you actually get a Wii U, you you kind of rarely use it. It's my experience of it.
0: I mean, you just think when, obviously they've been chatting about a new Zelda for yonk, so that must be in development. You know, the USP has always been the gamepad. So surely they're going to have like, they're going to sure integrate
2: that sure to the 9s i I'm sure. Well, see so there was some out heavily with Mario 3D. I world. suppose,
0: but this is kind of what I'm wondering. But you know, you know think, how long but development cycle. I think cycles it worked are. really
2: well with Zelda. It yeah. works really well in the Link to the Past. Just a link than- between worlds, even because if you've got a massive inventory to manage, it's dead easy with a game pad yeah. screen. Like it's just having I, the thing. Whenever
0: I've used it, what I find distracting is having to take my eyes off the screen, like the main screen, to access a menu or something but it not being paused so then but Luke you're going to have to get used to that in the brave new world because
1: that's how a lot of games are going to go if
0: we're, but this know. is what I find but this is what I found that was my disconnect with it I don't like taking my eyes off the main screen because then I look down and then I suddenly realize I'm getting hit yeah you you're too old for this shit now I'm, I'm too, too old, old past past it. to the kids I know I know 24 done <laughs> game over, over it's all over so um but no I I think I think the game pads great like in terms of It defined the console. When you think of the Wii U, you then go, gamepad. I don't know. I don't think you could get rid of it. Do you?
1: When I I think of Wii U, I just think badly marketed. (laughs) Oh,
0: my God. But But that's just
1: me, and I'm a cynical old fucker. Is that it for feedback for this week? That is from... I think so. Igen underscore UK feedback at IGN dot com. That's the email address if you'd like to get hold of us, if you'd like to chat for us for any reason at all about whatever you want to talk about, please do. Um, there, There are no games out this week. No. I looked, there's nothing coming out for any of your consoles, especially the Wii U. Well, yeah.
2: Maybe looking the murkier parts. Of
1: what? What's that? Look the the murkier parts, parts of where of... now? A couple of movies coming out, though. Dan, I know you've seen American Hustle. I've
2: seen two of three of these. Wow. You've seen so all of them, then? I've seen all of them, have <laughs> Are they good? Uh, American Hustle. Um, mm, really? A lot of people really like American, American Hustle. I'm, I think I might have to dissent slightly. I think it's, it's a very stylish movie. Some really good... Um, Eccentric performances in it. Oh, it's an amazing Bradley Cooper cast. and Christian Bale are great in it. Yeah. Some funny dialogue. It's overly long. and I think there's probably the style outweighs the substance. That's a shame. It's like a slightly less weighty Scorsese film from that period.
0: Mm. Okay, that's not ideal.
2: I'm, not, I'm turning. I'm not a big fan of David O. Russell. I didn't really like Silver Linings Playbook. No, I although it's just real Oscar baiting, like. I'm, I'm all damaged, you're all damaged, let's be damaged together and dance. Have you seen his <laughs> early films? Have you seen Three Kings? I have seen Three Kings. Three yeah. Kings is I quite like really, Three Kings. I really like Three I've Kings. I've not seen The Fighter, I should say. No. Is Jennifer Lawrence
0: good in American
2: Hustle? She is good, but she, she's becoming a bit, like she's playing Jennifer Lawrence.
0: I, she's in a lot of things She's no. doing the Jennifer Lawrence kind of
2: meme shtick she does on yeah. the internet, the internet Jennifer Lawrence, where she's got a lot of attitude, but she is really good in it.
1: Do you think the problem with Jennifer Lawrence is we're seeing as, a, as a result? As a, well, yeah, because she was in something successful, and then obviously suddenly everybody is clamoring for her to be in their movie.
2: She's doing a lot and of she that did and a lot, of bits, yeah.
1: Yeah, she was. In, so she's been in a lot of movies, which are all coming out at the same time, and now we're going to get a bit of overkill yeah. of Jennifer Lawrence. But in conclusion,
2: yeah. I think it's a terrible Hawkeye, Batman, a Rocket Raccoon, Mystique, Lois Lane
0: crossover movie. Hey, see what you did there. <laughs> That's quite enjoyable. <laughs> It is, though. Well done. You're
1: welcome. Did, you, did, you, did you have to write that down? or did you just no, I just did it in it? my
0: head because I'm
2: young and nimble, Stuart. i <laughs> That's true. Uh,
1: so, the other film we've seen then is probably Mandela
2: Long Walk to Freedom. Isn't yeah, it? Well, he does the voice. He does the voice for two and a half hours. Does he? <laughs> <laughs> and he does the makeup for the last bit. There's a bit towards two thirds of the way in the movie. And Idris Elbert is really great throughout the movie. But two thirds of the way in the movie is, it kind of elides some time. Mm. He's on Robin Island and he skipped probably like 20 years and his daughter comes to visit him in prison for um a chat and they slide back the the divider between in the interview room and he's in like really strong lights so like under a spotlight and the makeup looks so terrible because mm. it, and then you, it's the shock of seeing him and he's like he's just caked with makeup <laughs> and he's just sat there like really old But apart from that, it's really good. And then he does his voice change at that point? (laughs) He does. I can't do the Mandela. Can you do the Mandela? No, I can't. But
1: I was thinking, is it a bit like when Dylan fell off his motorbike and Uh, then his voice voice changed? changed. No,
2: he does the Mandela accent. The voice is pretty good. What's that
0: from? Who, Dylan, who? Basement basement tapes. Oh, I thought, see, no, I was thinking of like the basement tapes at
2: the time. But Uh. his accent's really strong early on, and then it kind of softens. It's really good throughout the movie. It, It is good. He sounds like Mandela. It's not... It's on the cusp of, like, impression, but it's pretty good. (laughs) But early on, there's one scene where I think it might have come really, like, the first day of shooting. And he's obviously really gone for it. And I think, like, the day after, they probably look back going, fucking hell, that was a bit much, wasn't it? (laughs) Because he kind of softens after that scene, but it's out of sequence. So about 20 minutes into the movie, he goes full Mandela. (laughs) Um, And I'll tell a story about this. um, In the run-up to Christmas, I went to a Christmas party were on the night that Nelson Mandela died. Yeah. And the DJ thought it would be a really beautiful, touching, um, meaningful tribute to the great man to play Free Nelson Mandela. Wow. (laughs) To a room full of people who were a bit pissed. He realised after probably about 20 seconds and the people who were running the party, not the IGM party, we should say, um, that this wasn't a good idea. Yeah. Because he went... Now, to respect Madiba, everyone dance. Whoa. And then wow. he took it off, like you heard the record go, Whoa. oh not now because he was on the iPod was obviously. And then he played Ghost Town by the specials.
0: Whoa, bang. I would have played Waka Waka this time for Africa by Shakira. Or oh. Africa by Toto. There you go. There you go. No, that actually that or was I eat on the cannibals something. by Toto Coelho. No, some a radio station did that. A radio station played Africa by Toto and in got memory ripped. of Madiba. Yeah. Why? What? Really? Yeah, I swear it's that that is ringing bells for me.
1: So because a lot of radio stations play Toto Africa quite well, a lot. lot anyway. yeah. No, no, but
0: they were like openly kind of like you know um, uh, in this is in for memoriam. Nancy Mandel. So His long, war, freedom, 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 oh, long Freedmen. freedom. That, 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 that's what. You, yeah, that's what he was that's doing the at the end. Thing,
2: that's what no, they that, should da, have done. That, 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 that's what. It, yeah, it's, it finishes with Invictus. Yeah,
0: no, like the entire. That's what. That's what he was doing.
2: Okay, well, it's away thinking. Interest, he's, he's going to win an Oscar for his portrayal of Morgan Freeman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, it's a really good film. I really enjoyed it. But all part of that is because it is an absolutely amazing story. Is he going? And to, they do all parts of his life, like everything. Is he going to they win really an Oscar? cram it all in? I can't. Is it Oscar territory? I think DiCaprio should win it for Wolf. Well, well, you haven't Street. seen Twelve Years a Slave. I haven't yet, seen that. You? I think Julia Tell Ledger for it just by the trailer should yeah. maybe win it. But he's what, brilliant
1: anyway. You've seen Firefly. Oh yeah. He's, uh, he's he's amazing in that. He's only in it for a short sure amount of time. He's, not, he's, he's in he's, the film yeah.
2: Serenity. 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 There we go. I apologise. Well you should do Stuart because yeah. you're a you you're a stickler for facts. It's true. Um but he is great. He's great in most things I've seen. Mm. Is he in kinky boots?
1: He is, yes. He's very good in that. He's very really good in that.
2: He would have been a lot of people I know would have liked him to be Doctor Who. Yeah. The first black doctor. He's too good for that. Um so he's excellent. I think so far, based on what I've seen um, of this year's Oscar contenders, DiCaprio is amazing wolf of Wall Street. It's also a great role to like, go for an ox, because you've got like three or four monologues in the movie, where you're speaking to the crowd, and He's he's like, whipping them into a frenzy. He shows great physical humor. I've never seen him do slapstick before. Mm. He's brilliant. I really? love know DiCaprio. <laughs> wow.
0: Get a fucking grip. Hey? You haven't hey? seen the film? You're not a fan? I, li- I like him. Oh, I'm not getting into this. I like him. He's fine. The older... that I find the older... The more the more he
1: matures, the more I like him. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I
0: remember watching The Aviator and falling in love with him in The Aviator because I just
1: thought he was absolutely Jenga. fantastic. And Django... When that speech like actually
2: fucks up his, his hand <laughs> in the speech. He fucks himself up commitment was that loop. was that real? Yeah, yeah he fucks his hand. Because I saw it was bleeding, and it. I was like, and he <laughs> just keeps
0: on going. Yeah,
2: and this thing, and then the He's got a in, score when watched, now.
0: Yeah, but when I watched it, I was like, that's weird. He's cut his hand, and they've not made anything of it, it. in, it's the, in the in the thing. Why have they not done that? But he grabs oh, that score and starts sewing into it. And then you it's like made you want to watch
1: t- it again I've seen yeah. it twice but I could probably happily watch it a third um, time
0: after the tweet along I think Daniel's probably done with it <laughs> <laughs> with sweet Jesus um, Wolf of Wall Street though
2: you're going to go see that yes. next week yes
1: looking forward to it I'll report back then uh, oh and of course Paranormal Activity the marked ones is out but nobody gives a shit about it. they smuggled that
2: out in have Germany. you seen that uh, no it was supposed to come out in time for Halloween and they delayed it mysteriously probably shit <laughs> I actually don't mind the Paranormal Activities. yeah um, yeah, don't. So yeah, uh, there you go. Should
0: we go? Commode does it better, doesn't he? He does really, doesn't he? Well, not, not really. This shit. I've actually only just discovered Mark Kermode. Um he yeah. have only just discovered him, <laughs> and he's quite new. He's new on the scene, isn't <laughs> yes. he? Uh Yeah. No, because because um, uh, I watched Big Fat Quiz of the Year. Yeah. Danny Dyer was on it. Everyone's taking the piss Danny out of Danny, Danny, Danny Dyer. 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 This thing I wanted to see more people taking the piss out of Danny Dyer. And they and really so... did rip into him
2: on that so Yeah. Well, so... he deserves it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why is that then?
0: <laughs> Why? Because I don't want to like him because everyone else doesn't. Like this is the other thing. My, be- well, my best—you don't like him because everybody else doesn't. No, like him. But my yeah. best it's mate came like. back from um, from Japan, and we're talking obvious. about. Him. Well, he keep- apparently, like he was like saying he's trained by Pinter. He was trained by Pinter. I'm, like he wasn't trained by Pinter. He was in a couple of Pinter plays. No, and that- no, he he's got Pinterest. <sighs> he's got Pinterest. Boom. And he keeps kind of claiming that Pinter's his best friend. Yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. bullshit. You're calling bullshit. I'm you're not, calling what, do you Paul like Dyer? Danny Dyer? Do I like Danny No. It's what are defending Danny Dyer for? I didn't
1: realise I was defending Danny was Stuart Dyer. Stuart Reed, the Wait, voice
0: of balanced reason. reason. Do you not know him? Stuart What the fuck? <laughs> Stuart Reed loves Danny Dyer.
1: Oh. Uh, <laughs> goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.